0: Well, welcome to Storytime with Father Dan. This story is absolutely true, and if you don't believe me, I invite you to go to Church of the Resurrection to view the damage. But on Friday evening, our church was broken into. The would be thieves took benches, which we have since moved inside, stacked them up, gained access to the roof, and broke in through our roof access. They came in and directly went to the sacristy door and broke the doorknob off. They attempted to take the safe, but thankfully it is quite heavy, and they left their endeavor quickly after it began. The police were called and were there yesterday once we found out about the break-in, and so we know that there were two assailants, who I guess thought that they could make some quick cash by robbing the church after Easter. The heartbreaking thing is, because of the way of entry and the other factors that the police pointed out, they told us that this was probably done by people who attend church at Resurrection. Now, I want you to imagine that we found out who it was that attempted to rob us. Better yet, I want you to imagine that they did rob us and that the entire Easter collection was gotten away with. And by some turn of events, imagine that we had those two people here in front of us today. What would be the proper response to the offense? What does justice demand? As Catholics, where does charity play the role? Should we turn the other cheek and allow them to go like the bishop did to Jean Valjean in Les Mis when he steals the silver from his home? Should we rather demand our pound of flesh as in Shakespeare's Merchant of Venice? Should we simply say, this is a legal matter, and the Church should stay out of it? In the face of great offense, what is the response that a Catholic modeled on the actions and teachings of Christ himself in the tradition that the Church has enjoyed for 2,000 years? What should we do if we had the perpetrators in front of us right now? What an interesting turn of events that this offense falls on the weekend of the Feast of Divine Mercy. The Feast of Divine Mercy was instituted by Pope St. John Paul II in the year 2000. It was based off the visions given by Jesus to a Polish nun named Sister Faustina over several years. Jesus told her that he desired that there be a feast that honors his mercy and is offered for the conversion of sinners. This feast should occur on the second Sunday of Easter, he said, and would carry with it certain promises. The biggest and best promise is that when a Catholic completes the requirements given to Sister Faustina by Jesus, our sins are taken away, and any punishment associated with those sins is also wiped away. So what does this mean? So in our situation of the attempted robbery of Church of the Resurrection, Let's say that the two people who attempted to rob our church came to Father Tony on Monday and said, Father Tony, we are so sorry. We are the ones that broke into the church and tried to rob it. But again, we're really sorry. Please forgive us. Father Tony could absolutely look at them and say, I do forgive you. And then they, feeling a new sense of relief and forgiveness, would turn to leave his office. But he says, wait a minute. I forgive you, but who's going to pay for the damage done to the church? Now, follow me down this analogy. The break-in is the sin that we commit. Them coming to ask for forgiveness is like when we go to confession. Father Tony forgiving them is just like the absolution we receive from the priest. The money needed to repair the property damage is the time in purgatory that we spend making reparations for the sins we have committed in life and divesting ourselves of our attachment to sin. So the promise of divine mercy is that when the requirements are met, we are forgiven of our sins, and any reparation or time needed to spend in purgatory is also wiped away. Our soul is taken back to the state like the moment after we are baptized. Our soul is spotless and perfect. So I have alluded to the requirements many times now, and I will finally reveal to you what they are. According to paragraph 699 of the Diary of St. Faustina, Jesus says to her, On that day, meaning the Feast of Divine Mercy, which is today, on that day the soul that will go to confession and receive Holy Communion shall obtain complete forgiveness of sins and punishment due to sin." Now, the confession does not have to be on this day. It could be a good Easter confession that you made, or it can be up to eight days after this day. So the only two requirements are to make a good confession and to receive communion on the Feast of Divine Mercy. As such, I will be in the confessional immediately after Mass should anyone want to take advantage of this promise made by Jesus to the Polish nun in 1940. Or if you don't like me, You can wait, and Father Bob will be here at 1230 to hear confessions. Now, I love the Feast of Divine Mercy. It's my very favorite feast after the Feast of Easter. The very first tattoo that I ever got was a Divine Mercy tattoo. It is my favorite because the promises are so big and the obligation is so small. What we receive is not at all proportional to what we are asked to give. Now go back one more time to our example of the would-be robbers. Imagine we found out who it was, and Father Tony, instead of calling the cops, instead of getting the diocesan lawyers involved, instead of doing anything like that, looked at the two people and said to them, I forgive you, I love you, and I want you to be better in the future than you are now. So instead of making you go to jail, here is all the money that I have in my personal checking account so that you can be secure in the future. That wouldn't make sense. It would be illogical. It absolutely would not be fair. And yet, this is exactly how God treats us through the Passion, Death, and Resurrection of His Son, especially on the Feast of Divine Mercy. It doesn't make logical sense that God should forgive us every time we go to confession. It doesn't make sense that he should offer us the Feast of Divine Mercy every year so that we can make our souls perfect. It just doesn't make sense. And yet, he loves us so much that he offers it to us every year. I hope that we find out who tried to rob us. I sincerely do. Not because I want some sense of justice to be served, but because I hope that those two people can experience a side of the church that is firm but forgiving. The type of church that Pope John Paul II tried to help build when he went to prison to visit and forgive the man that shot him and attempted to kill him. Whether we ever find out who tried to rob us or not, we, on a daily basis, get to practice human mercy. The mercy of God is his greatest attribute and being made in the image and likeness of God, we are able to participate in that attribute. Through the Feast of Divine Mercy, we all get to experience God's mercy. May we take the mercy he shows us, and in turn, show it to others in the world, especially those who wrong us the most.